All right, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. I'm the romance novel veteran. And I'm a virgin. <laughs> kind of. Now you always say it in that like cheeky, weird, <laughs> yeah. old Hollywood I'm way. I'm a virgin. <laughs> um, well, my, my fans want me virginal, you know. Oof. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a trope, virgin hero. It Some is. women are very into it. Yeah. That, that, what have, we haven't. We even had a virgin hero. Oh. Oh. We did. The virgin duet. Oh. It was about two virgins. Yeah. Yeah. How, how quickly we forget. <laughs> yes. And then we had, uh, well, Hothead. They were virgin to some things. Yes. Um, well, and, and like I've said on this podcast, I'm a virgin to certain tropes. Right. So I'm still technically a virgin. Mm-hmm. You're no longer a trope, a virgin to spliced uh, human animal DNA. No, and I'm better for it. For sure. Yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, So this was uh, a request, a listener request, which we love. Um, If you have any requests for us, really, anywhere you drop them, we'll just find sweep them up. So, you know, Twitter, Instagram, (laughs) uh, email us, uh, sell us on the book, though. Don't just like write the book and then just like. Like, why? Yes, that's a very good point. Try to give us a reason as to why you think we would like it. Mm-hmm. Like, you think Aaron would love it, or you think I would love it, or you think we both love it. Hopefully it'd be something we both love, because mm-hmm. um, we're a team. We are a team. Yeah. Uh, and it's fun when we love it. Uh-huh. So this was an email from Andy, and she wrote, Hi there. Uh, just some warm kudos on the awesome podcast. Subscribed, and then she gave a little smiley face, which I liked. Um, I found out about you guys through your Ruby Dixon episode, which was Ice Planet Barbarians, and it was awesome. I'll never read that book the same way again. (laughs) We did it. Yes, that was what we wanted to do. (laughs) Um, You guys should try one of Lorraine Donner's new species. I'd pay to listen to that podcast. And then she gave us four exclamation points. Uh, Fury, New Species, Book One. He looked as if he was ready to tear her throat out with his sharp teeth, which hovered inches from it. Her heart pounded so hard, she wondered if it would explode from her ribs. He'd survived, and would kill her just the way he'd promised he would, if ever given the chance. Let her go, a male voice demanded firmly in a steely tone. What the hell is going on? That came from another man who sounded shocked and whiny. Fury, let her go, another man ordered in an unusually deep voice. Fury's rage-filled glare shifted away from Ellie's terrified gaze when he jerked his head to the side. He growled at someone behind him. No, this is between me and her. Back away. Let's judge this cover. Oh, I mean... I mean, we both said it when we saw each other today. I've committed this cover to memory. <laughs> I love it so much. It is such a great cover. I want it framed and above my bed. It is wild. It is just... A, 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 a man's torso. I mean, it's a, a man standing kind of in a dark corner. and But you can see his just yoked body. He is I mean, ridiculous. impossibly. Yeah. He's one of those people that is so... Like, do you ever see people who have so many muscles that I'm... You're just like, that has to be uncomfortable. But we don't see the face. There's long hair covering the face. There is. Which there's a little bit of mystery. I mean, this 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 cover gives you pretty much everything you need to know about this book. And then his hands are chained. Yes. Mm. Not nice for our fury. Yeah, I think this is a great cover. It's perfect cover, great cover, all-star. And also, because I was looking ahead at all the other... Um, New species books? Yeah. And they're all really perfect. They're all just like really, really yoked guys, just in silhouette, just parts of their bodies are lit. And I don't know why I loved it. I loved this book so much. And I don't know if it was just like the mood that I was in, but I had the most fun reading this. It was so weird and so bonkers and so strange, but I loved every minute of it. I thought it was really fun. Um, But what was it about, Clayton? So this book... Fury is the first book in the new species series, Mm -hmm. and it is about the titular character Fury. He is someone who was created 
from the fusion of canine and human DNA created by this company called Merkile Industries that was basically making these, I don't want to say creatures because it sounds mean, making these beings to have them fight in the military. And Ellie, who is our female protagonist, the heroine of this book, worked for that company, but not working with these, uh, the specimens. She was just a nurse. And someone comes to her and says, hey, this crazy stuff's going on. Can you go in there and spy on it and, and give us some information as to this crazy stuff that's going on? So she goes in there, and what she ends up doing is finding enough evidence to free what they're calling the new species. And during this time when she's getting evidence, Fury is one of the inmates and he falls in love with her without really talking to her or knowing her. And she kind of falls in love with him. It's more of a infatuation because his body is so yoked. And she runs in while a guard is attacking him and violating him. And she kills this. She kills, kills one of the guards. Well, he's not a guard, right? He's a, Scientist. scientist yeah. <laughs> He's a scientist. Yeah. Every human, pretty much every human in this book is a scumbag except for Ellie. Right? I mean, there's one or two doctors later on that work at Homeland, which is where the new species now live, are kind of nice, but also not great people. No, there's some, there's questions. So, so there's an altercation. She kills the scientist and she has to make it look like Fury killed the scientist so that she didn't get in trouble or get killed before she could get the evidence out. So Fury, who thought that she felt the same way about him from the way she would touch him, sometimes when she would administer medicine and things, gets really angry at her and is like, I thought that this girl was different and he gets a bloodlust towards her. He wants to kill her. And when they all get loose or they get freed, he finds her and basically ties her up and has sex with her mm. as uh, to show her what it's like to be uh, incapacitated. Right. You can stop me anytime. Do you ever think like as you're walking here, like what is this book about? How do I describe it? Or you just are blind every time? No, I always think I'm going to do this better. <laughs> I always think I'm going to describe it more succinctly. But then I never do. And it, I get angry because then I have to edit this. So th I'm going to edit all this out. No, you have to keep it in. <laughs> we have to know. I wish I could be more concise with these. Uh-huh. Because I want to just say it's a canine guy mm -hmm. and a human girl mm -hmm. who fall in love and they have sex a lot and they get interrupted during sex a lot. <laughs> Constantly. And there's people who are against the new species who attack them and, and uh, try to attack Ellie and they try to attack Fury and uh but there's always a happy ending in these books anyway yeah so I mean is that enough detail is there anything that you want to say about I think we'll go plot? through as we talked about the plot but I mean that's pretty much the general overarching yeah there's just happened. there's just so much that happens this is a plot heavy book but it still manages to lose steam around 70 percent <laughs> which I was um bummed about but uh it's still great i'm still giving it thumbs up well the the crux of this book which is a canine man having sex with a woman is awesome a human woman a human woman because this is what you wanted out of shifters yes mm -hmm. this this is what i wanted a shifter to be yeah i wanted i wanted some i i like the beastly aspect of of this mm -hmm. although he was human enough looking that it wasn't really technically bestiality because he could talk and he could make choices there was consent involved yeah but not as much consent with her as i would like there to have been at least when they're they first have sex that's odd so basically what it, it, it there is like a big misunderstanding where she frames him for murder as you do and she's also starts talking to the dead body where she's like you're a bastard i hated you so much and fury thinks she's talking to him because he was raised and they would like they were just really cruel to him and then when he sees her again at a meeting because once they're freed and they're at homeland which is like an air force base that's been turned into basically just like 
a city for new species people. She is in charge of the women's dorm and she tries to teach him how to like do basic like life house stuff. Like how to use a microwave and yeah, things like that. Yeah, how to use a vacuum. I liked, I mean, all the stuff of her with the female new species, I loved. Okay. It was a great, it felt a little bit like, um, oh, what's that with Tootsie? Tootsie? No, not Tootsie. That's what Dustin Hoffman chases up like a woman. <laughs> no. The Mrs. One where, Doubtfire? No, the one where, um, um, oh God, this is going to kill me. The one where it's like the four women and Joe and... Oh, Facts of Life? Yeah. <laughs> new Species Facts of no, Life? the New Species Facts of Life. Like, I'd watch a 30-minute sitcom all about just, like, <laughs> the new them species. learning. I know, and all the women were just, like, giant, and I just thought that they were really fun. So Ellie was Mrs. Garrett in this Ellie situation. Ellie was Mrs. Garrett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. there was a, a tootie. Well, they had names like American Gladiators. They did. Everybody had American Gladiator names. There was, like, Breeze. Breeze and, was my favorite. And Justice. And Fury. Yeah. Uh, what were some of the other women's names? Oh, there was like uh, Rusty. <laughs> was it Rusty? One was named Half Pint. Yeah, Half Pint. Oh, yeah. The guys were like Slade, Tiger. But then she goes to a meeting and he's the number two. He's like the VP of Homeland. And he sees her and just basically like throws her on the table and says he's going to kill her. That's right. He attacks her immediately. And everyone is like, this is just immediately. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and then <laughs> they, like, take her away and take him away. And then they're basically like, you're not allowed to see each other anymore. But then he starts stalking but her. But then he starts stalking her because he, like, remembers her. And, like, there's all this stuff where, like, her scent he loves. Because also they're all spliced with animals so they all have amazing uh senses of smell well the women not as much they say they mm-hmm. can't get as much from the scent as the the males can but he can tell when she's lying fury can tell when ellie's lying by smelling her yeah and he can smell other guys on her Mm-hmm. so then he uh, like uh, just kidnaps her and then takes her back to his house and like ties her to the bed naked because mm-hmm. he's like, I want to humiliate you like I was humiliated, which is like, all right. And then they end up having sex. And mm-hmm. then one of the then this is the first time of many times that oh. the sex is interrupted. Correct. You think you could lock a door in Homeland? <laughs> he never locked the door. No, it's and it's always justice running in. So they have sex and there's dubious consent where she ends up consenting at the end uh-huh. to everything. But he freaks out because he. He has fangs mm-hmm. and he bites her a little bit and draws blood. And that makes him really upset. He wasn't meaning to actually uh, draw blood. He mm-hmm. just wanted to kind of torture her by giving her pleasure. Yeah. That was his plan. I mean, plan. I think at that stage also he was sort of like, oh, it's just like fuck. Mm-hmm. I think because, yeah, then it was like all bets were off. I think he sort of realized that – I. I didn't like the big misunderstanding, and I felt like it took too long for them to realize what was going on. Uh-huh. Where it was like, he thought he said it to the, she said it to the dead body, he thought I said it to her, he hated her, but she's like, well, I was like smuggling information out of there, like you, I couldn't risk losing that information. She had to explain that so many times to so yeah. many different people, where I was like, well, somebody just listened to her. Someone just believe her for a second. They end up turning pretty quickly from him wanting to kill her to wanting to date. That he can never live without her. Yeah. Immediately he's like, "Mm, this is it. I'm in love with you. I've mated you. Like, what did they keep making a distinction between like having sex and like, and now you've mated her? And I was like, what is this ritual that is the mating part? It's breeding and mating. Oh, breeding and mating. And so I was like, oh, maybe there'll be a special sexual thing that's like mating. There was nothing. It didn't seem like it was just like, no, I've decided now we're mating. Although his penis does expand after <sighs> ejaculation. I know. Normally I do hate the like, it's so big. It'll never fit inside me. Like it does annoy me. For some reason, this, I was so overjoyed with it and I found it so fantastic. It's so giant. Also, he talks about how his sperm is basically a super soaker. Yeah. Where he's just like, listen, you can't blow me. I would love it. Nothing would be make me happier <laughs> than if you could just blow me. I would kill you. Like, yeah, your head would blast cannon. off. Yeah. So, yeah. And then after he comes, his dick expands to fit whatever it's in. It just, <laughs> no matter how big it is, 
it gets so big. Well, here's the thing, though. I, w- I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to correct you on one thing. Oh, okay. Because there was a description. Because I thought <laughs> this is gonna sound horrible, not weird. But I thought of you when I read this. Oh no. Well, because my was husband's about, in the room. I know. Well, no, because it was about <laughs> the penis size. Where mm-hmm. she says in the book that he is not super big. He's not overwhelmingly big. Mm-hmm. He's a good size. It's bigger than anything she's seen, but it, it wasn't a horse cock. Yeah. But I think what they did was they compensated for the fact that the penis wasn't huge normally with the swelling after sex, which fuses them together. They get stuck together for a few minutes, uh, so he can't go anywhere. But it reminded me of, so when I was a kid, I, like a very little kid and did not know how sex worked. I thought that I knew that the penis went in the vagina, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't think there was any sort of movement involved, thrusting or anything like that. So I thought you just stuck it in there and then whatever happened, happened. And my biggest like worry back then was what am I going to talk about (laughs) when I'm doing like what I got to have something to talk about because I'm just going to be sitting there staring at somebody with my penis inside them that has to. Right. And so when I was like the fuse thing happened, I was like, that's what I thought sex was. <laughs> that it, it's just done when it's done. But you have to figure out something to do while you're inside. And I just recently realized that's not how it works. No, you're learning a lot. <laughs> I know. This podcast is teaching you a lot. I'm learning more than just the tropes. Mm. Um, but I do think that is a thing with like some dog. I mean, they did really did describe him as just like a human face with fangs. Yeah. That's basically what I was picturing. But I thought he looked like a buff goofy. <laughs> I mean, they said Justice, his like president, who is a lion, who I was like, Clayton's going to love that. Oh, yeah. Because Clayton fancies himself a lion. I do. <laughs> um, they said that he looked more feline. Yes. Like he had like a flatter face and stuff. Mm-hmm. Justice was a secret perv. He wanted to bust it and see sex. Oh, I mean, we can't tell you every single time they had sex or anything just as busted in and it's like just be cool dude Uh but also fury put a sock on the door like just be like i'm banging my girlfriend don't come in (laughs) bro code (laughs) did the new species not know about bro code and then he would always be confused about what was happening well i will give justice the benefit of the doubt he the way that fury acted around ellie to begin with, yeah, did set a precedent of violence towards her mm-hmm. and dubious consent. So when she always has to say to Justice after Justice busts in, "No, this we're just having sex. It's fine. I was I was screaming because I was in pleasure. All this stuff." He still doesn't believe her, and I kind of get it because we know what's happening, but Justice doesn't really know. I don't know if he completely trusts Fury. Because the guy's name is Fury. I know. That's the thing. Where it's like, if you want to be seen as a sensible person, pick a different name other than Fury. And she always had all of these physical accidents. Like, she had these things that happened to her. She would get bruises and scratches. And she would say to people, because she had to explain every single sexual encounter. Well, blood on her. So anytime that she would draw blood, she would have to be like, no, I cut myself in the shower door. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And they would be like, no, Fury did it to you. But if one of your girlfriends had a boyfriend that (laughs) was named Rage and then she would say, oh, oh, this this black guy, I I fell ice skating. Rage had nothing to do with it. You'd say, I don't know about this. I don't know about this Rage guy. (laughs) But she had to explain her sex life to so many different people. She had there are porn stars that don't have as public of a sex life as this woman did. Because they were the first, like, new species human pairing, human yeah. couple. They were in Us Weekly all the time. Oh, my God. So it was Markle and Harry <laughs> all over again. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing, is that they are now looked at as a protected class of people. Mm-hmm. And Justice, who is the big muckety-muck in the new species world... He is, uh, he, he like video conferences with the president. That is a fantastic. Which made me, tickled me to know. And cause so this book was published in 2011. Mm-hmm. So the president would have been Obama mm-hmm. and putting all politics aside, 
there's probably he's probably the only president where this book could have made sense right that they had a good uh they had a good relationship right who the president would be like listen we done fucked up and so i'm gonna have to here's an air force base do you need more money Mm -hmm. like whatever you need because our current president no what would even happen like just thinking of that is hilarious i i can't imagine and the thing about this is that there's so many interesting things to think about outside of where this takes place. So this all takes place in Helmand where they live and they're safe. But there's an outside world where people are clamoring to know more about the new species, know about their sex lives. And also there are people who are wanting to kill and destroy the new species, which we run into mm-hmm. protesters and then people who are violent against them. So so Fury gets shot by one of them during a, a public speech where he's explaining his romance with Ellie because that has become all the rage mm-hmm. in the media. So it's so funny to think about the outside world. I'd like to read just what's going on at Thanksgiving <laughs> at people's houses during this because I could imagine me going home to my family, like my extended family, and having to listen to a lot of shit about the new species. You'd be like, listen, I know they're part dog, but it's fine. And they, Oh, God. I, I want to know what my Uncle Jerry has to say about the new species. I kind of do, but I kind of already know what he would think. I know, but you wonder if also they might be really into them or it'd be like... I think people would be secretly into it. I mean, I'd be into it. I'd be like, this is wild. But we're not secretly into it. We are... Overtly uh, we're into overtly it. into yeah, it. Yeah. I'm into this. <laughs> yeah, there's just a world that I would love to see outside of this very small segment right. that they show. It's almost like this is the, the first Purge uh, movie <laughs> where you kind of know the Purge is going on outside, but you don't get to see the Purge. And then in the second movie, it's all outside Purge, which is great. Yeah. I want to see. You have to suffer through first Purge to enjoy <laughs> second Purge. Not that we suffered through this, but I really no, 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 would no. like to see that outside world that is affected by the new species. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, I guess just keep reading the books. They it, end up in the outside world. They do. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to wait for the Netflix series. <laughs> How great would this Netflix series be? Well, you know, I feel like if they showed the sex... Then I'd watch it. If they don't show the sex, I'm not watching it. Not like porno style, but if they did it like Game of Thrones, where you saw sex, I would be way into watching that show. Like you're not watching a dick expand, though. No, you're not watching it actually expand, but you're you're like... You're knowing what's happening. You're knowing what's happening by the acting. You would have to. (laughs) Like Like the actress's eyes getting really big. Of the books we've done so far, which book would you most want to see as a miniseries or film? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, Dreaming of You is probably my favorite book so far. Right. But who who could even play Derek? Mm-hmm. I almost want him to just live on in my in my imagination. Because if you put somebody in that role, they're never going to live up to it. I don't think. Maybe Bradley Cooper is the only one I could think of. You do love Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I love Bradley Cooper. But he doesn't have the physicality that Derek has. He could get big. I mean, I trust that that he could could do the work. He has hit, no, his face is too lovable. I don't know, would you want to see him scarred? Uh, Fake, fake scarred. Not like actually scarred in real life. It'd be devastating. But I think he could probably do it. But I can't think of anybody else who could play him. So I would say I want that to be special for me in Mm -hmm. my head. This probably is because there's so much that you could extrapolate from this and create such a bonkers series. People would be talking about this this series for like ages. Yeah. How nuts it is. It'd be, yeah. What do you think? Is there another another book you'd want to be a series? Like Ice Planet Barbarians, but no, because this is great because it's in our world. Uh huh. And it would just be funny to just plop this down, like 2019, boom, new species, figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like, what would happen from there? I think that would be so interesting. I feel the same. Like, obviously, I would love to see a production of like dreaming of you or if like the brother sinister series turned into 
a series, I would love that series. It would just be a different vibe. Like, I just think also this visually, there's so much going on with like, what the hell do they look like? Uh And yeah, I, I think I would say this too. Of course, tonight when I'm not sleeping, but just laying in bed, I'm going to be thinking of like, no, it should have been that other one instead. But no, I think it could be this. This would be so fun and weird. I think also like men and women would watch it. You would have to keep it a romance, but also there would be there is so much to explore in this that isn't a romance. Should we write this pilot? Should we try to get this made? I mean, who owns the rights? Nobody could own the rights. <laughs> Maybe somebody does. Uh, we have to look them up and start selling ourselves to them. So the last quarter of the book, we're introduced to a new character, Dr. Trisha Norbit. And she's ostensibly a good person. She is the heroine for book two. Because... Spoiler alert, we spoil everything. Yeah. Slade is into her. Mm-hmm. And this, she's into him. Yeah, well, this doctor asks Ellie about her sex life because it is open to all questions well, at all times. Yeah, because anyone is like, how does it work? And at a certain stage, can Ellie just be like, he sticks it in me, it grows, we hang out for an extra two minutes, and then we go about our day. Like, it's not like them having sex is also so crazy that it's going to be like, what could possibly happen? It's like, a dick goes into a vagina. And even the way they prefer sex, the new species, is mounting, which is basically just doggy style. Mm-hmm. New but species style. New species style. That's what they call it in this world now. <laughs> I'm an NSS her. <laughs> so you NSS someone, and that's just doggy style. It's yeah. not weird. It's just another way to have sex. It's so it's like we already have doggy style. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Anyway, so this woman is asking her constantly inappropriately in front of other people like, <laughs> no, but they have a moment alone together. And she's like, please, for, for the love of God, just tell me what it's like <laughs> to have sex with a dog man. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, it's none of your business. And then finally she's like, but I want to fuck one too. Yeah. Which is <laughs> such a violation of uh, any doctor's code, right? Oh, I'm sure there's, there's, it's in the Hippocratic oath somewhere. Although the, the way science and medicine is dealt with in this book is with so much disdain <laughs> because all the scientists who created these, uh, the, the new species are monsters. Uh huh. The doctors and therapists in, in this, in Homeland are all either worried about, getting off themselves or just have no understanding of anything. But Ellie herself, who is a nurse, when she first meets the women uh, of the new species, they're talking about how they hate their therapist. And instead of Ellie saying, you have been through trauma, it's uncomfortable talking about it, but it's helpful. She says, oh, I hate therapists too. They're the worst. (laughs) You're 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 in the medical profession. Yeah. That's not cool. No, you also yeah. You can't undermine other people's treatment by just be like, oh, therapist. Am I right? Oh, no. Also, everyone should be in therapy. Yes, I should be in therapy. You should be in therapy. If anybody can recommend a good therapist, <laughs> that's one thing. Yeah. Email us mm-hmm. and give me a in. It's got to be in, in, in Manhattan, though. I got to go to a therapist in the city. Why? You don't live in the city. I'm not going to go with where I'm going to go to therapist in Brooklyn. I guess maybe Brooklyn. They have a, you live in Park Slope. Okay. Well, maybe a therapist in Park Slope then. Yeah. Okay. There are some very good therapists in Park Slope. I'm sure that's where they all live. Were you holding out on me? Do you know one? We can't go to the same therapist. No. (laughs) I mean, we should go to a therapist together now because we're doing this, some couples therapy. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think, uh, I'm not going to go all the way to Park Slope. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So this Dr. Norbit, she's. And can we talk about her name is norbit <laughs> like the movie norbit yeah eddie murphy that i could not get that out of my i was imagining the character norbit from that horrible eddie murphy movie you wonder if the author was just like oh what the hell is this last name gonna be because normally <laughs> then i just google last name sometimes and then i'm just like the first one i see i'm like cool what was she so the first one that came up was norbit yeah it was on tv <laughs> she's like Asks her son, like, what are you watching? And he's like, Norbit. She's like, Norbit, you say? Good enough. Yeah. Sounds like a good doctor name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds smart. But she's overly obsessed with the sex lives where I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I just think if, like, I found out that there were feline people and canine people, my first thing wouldn't be, like, 
having sex necessarily. Like, I guess it would be there eventually. The thing, though, we did. I do remember when we were talking about the Ice Planet Barbarians, when we were talking about aliens Mm -hmm. and them coming down here and say aliens were on the Earth. The one of the first questions would be like, can we fuck them? Like one of your first thoughts would probably be, could I fuck it? Right. No, it wouldn't be one of your first thoughts. I guess it would be among the first five thoughts I had about aliens and also about the new species. (laughs) Like, I wonder if I could fuck them and if that was okay. Right? No. The new species? Yeah. I mean, if they look like the guy on this cover, then yeah, that's what I'm I mean, that's what I'm saying. You are into this. What? You're into the new species. Yeah. You would get down with the new species. Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. So then... Let's get into it. Oh, okay. Would you fuck them? I mean, we're jumping ahead, but we just, we've let well, ourselves no. here. What, what did you want to, did there's something you want to say before that? Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, that is the next segment. <laughs> Look at I know. Clayton. I know when it's time to talk about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Would you have sex with Fury? I, I think I would have sex with one of the new species, but I don't think it'd be Fury. Because, okay. Too angry. Yeah. Well, he's too angry. He's too obsessive, which like I get in a book like this. It's sexy. You want to read about it. That possession is fun. If I was actually faced with that, I'd be like, ooh, gooey. I think um, also he's been through so much trauma. And Ellie is like the one person who was like kind to him his entire life until he got out of there. No, then I would no, I would feel weird. What about Slade? Yeah, sure. Okay, so just not Fury. Yeah. Would you have sex with Justice? Justice was a lion man. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Okay. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I, okay. If I could have sex with Fury and never see him again, like if I somehow could just not have him become obsessed with me, yes. You would? But he's too obsessed. Like, you're right. He's too obsessive to the point of it's not romantic anymore. It's pathological. Yeah. And he's a bit scared. His his anger issues are off the charts. Um, I liked it for him and Ellie, though, because I feel like she she loved the obsession. Ellie had low self-esteem. I mean, can we talk about Ellie's body issues? I did not enjoy it. That she was obsessed with the fact that she lost 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. And that was all she could think about was how she lost 40 pounds. Yeah. And that scene, let's talk about it, with the crazy nurse. That whole, the crazy nurse thing, I'm sorry, was a bridge too far for me. Because also she shows up at a certain stage. And so Fury, oh, he gets shot at the press conference. By the demonstrator, or the anti, uh, the humans for pure humans group. <laughs> which that was like a rough draft. Come up with a better name for your group. You can't have human in there twice. Yeah. But you know what? They're dumb. Yeah. Um. So pure human league. Call it pure human league. Why are you giving them ideas? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pun on pure prairie league, which is a band. Uh, okay. Yeah. They, see, that's how easy it is. Yeah. But these bigots can't come up with good names. Mm hmm. We shouldn't give them to either. Okay. <laughs> if there's any pure, if there's any humans for pure humans listening out there, mm-hmm. you can't have my idea. Okay. And so then he, even though Ellie is a licensed nurse, for some reason, they are like, we have to hire somebody else to take care of Fury, which I would be like, no, he's my boyfriend. I literally have a medical degree. Like, mm, this is what's happening. But she's like, oh, I guess you're right. And then she has to like go to work to work at the dorm during the day. And then this woman is just like batshit day one. Yes. We're also Fury's name is Fury or Mr. Fury. Which means Fury's <laughs> name is Fury Fury. That's true. Yeah. So when he when she doesn't call him Mr. Fury, he gets mad. Mm-hmm. So she, so this woman. Ellie comes home from work and this woman is vacuuming, wearing like booty shorts and a crop top. And I'm like, one, what nurse vacuums? And she's yeah. like, you don't vacuum well enough. And Ellie should just be like, okay, cool. It's my house. I don't care. <laughs> and then, but Fury had been like staring at her ass. And so Ellie was pissed about that and got like m- mad at him. And then 
he's saying that the reason he was looking at it because it was all dimpled and her ass isn't dimpled. So it, he was thinking it was disgusting, which I'm like, yeah. hold the phone. <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah, upset at that as well. Because it's like, like you were, but you, like you said, because, you know, we've had this conversation before, but it, it, like she lost 40 pounds, but somehow doesn't have any cellulite. Or like, what age is she? Exactly. How old is she? Because it, everybody has cellulite at a certain age. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your weight or really how well you take care of yourself. Cellulite happens. To the best of us. To the best of us. And also, cellulite isn't gross. No, it's it's part of aging. It's part of people's bodies. Yeah. Uh, it, and this anti-cellulite uh, thing in this book made me nuts. Yeah. It was upsetting. Um, but the annoying. best thing about this nurse is that she used to work for Morkow Industries, mm-hmm. and there's no background checks done at all with this nurse that they just hire from Craigslist or something. Yeah. And she changed her name. Her real name is uh, Beatrice Thornton, and her pseudoname is Belinda Thomas. So she went with BT. She went with the same letters, mm-hmm. just changed it a little bit. Why, why wouldn't you just completely be like, my name is Candace Oregon or something like that? That's completely different. Mm-hmm. But she had to go with the same letters. I don't know why. Well, they say so her monogram, like her monogram, like T-shirts would make sense. Her monogram booty shorts. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, they're going to just question me if my monogrammed shorts aren't correct. Yeah. So background checks or a cursory Google search because mm-hmm. I'm sure she would come up. For them talking about how great the new species were at security, there were a lot of break-ins and a lot of people got shot. But I will say, I mean, I did I did love this book and would love an expanded universe series. Yeah. Stars? Let's get it out there. Stars? <laughs> Epics? Epics? Come on. Yeah, HBO, you're losing Game of Thrones. Pick up new species. <laughs> exactly. That'll just plop right in. Yeah. So, would and would I fuck Ellie? No. No, this girl, she has worse body image issues than I do. It's hard. Which would, that's hard to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had a conversation the other day about how I'm, I'm too fat to wear long shirts, remember? <laughs> that was yesterday. That was yesterday, because we hang out all the time. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to buy you a really long shirt. Well, because we were watching Great British Bake Off, which is what we do. And Noel Fielding just wore really long silk shirts with like fun kicky patterns. And I was like, Clayton, I think that should be your vibe moving forward into 2019. And I was like, I'm too fat to wear those shirts. <laughs> you kept being, I'm too broad. I'm too, too broad. broad. You kept pointing at your shoulders. I don't think you're too broad. And I think you could do it. And okay. I will find you a giant shirt and you'll wear it. Because we love giant shirts, mm. as we've as we've said earlier. If we ever have merch, it's going to start at triple XL and go up, <laughs> and they're going to be all very long. Yeah, giant, giant. Um, all right, let's do Goodreads list. Yes. Shockingly, this book was only on five lists. What? So I put I took them all down. I like they're all here, but is this a popular book? I don't know. It should be more popular. Andy, tell us. I mean, we're ready to commit to. You know, a <laughs> like twelve episode series. Yeah. I don't know why seven aren't. seasons of this. Yeah, keep it going. This could be better than The Wire. Um. Okay. First, best series fantasy romance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we literally are committing to watching this for hours. Yes. And hours. Um. Hottest dirty talk. Not really. I, I mean, there is some dirty talk. I thought the dirty talk was good. Is it the hottest though? I don't know. How hot can Dirty Talk be? I'm not a huge fan of Dirty Talk. You know what the thing with Dirty Talk is? It's so specific mm-hmm. that really it's hard to emulate good Dirty Talk if you're not in the moment for real. Right. Because it can be fun to talk dirty in, in bed. Yeah. But it has to be, I think, really specific to the environment, what you're doing, and who you're with. Mm-hmm. So I I have not – we haven't read a – I haven't read a, one of these books yet that wa- that really nailed – Dirty talk. All right. So, no. Take it off the list. Experiments <laughs> on humans. Yeah. That's a fact. Covergasms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We both established that. You could get off on just this cover. I'm sure people have. Yeah. I wish it had one of those embossed covers where <gasps> you could, like, feel his abs. Oh. That'd be dope. Yeah. That'd be great. Maybe, maybe the tie-in books. 
for our series. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when they get the HBO money and then they do the reprint. Yeah. It'll be different. Now, now. Who I, would play Fury? That's so hard. I, an unknown. It has to be an unknown. You wouldn't say Jason Momoa. That would be the only person I could think of. No. But he has like a goofiness to him. Fury's too serious. Yeah. Although he does lighten up. He's starting cracking jokes at the end. He he does. Mm-hmm. That was one of my things with this book. Origin- like at the beginning of it, it was so serious and both of the all the characters were so humorless mm-hmm. because the situation was so uh crazy and dire that I did find myself having a hard time buying their love for each other and their connection because I connect through humor. And I think I said this on the uh, suffrag- suffragettes scandal episode. The reason why I liked those two characters together was because they had such a repartee. Yeah. Until at the end, I thought that you could see them being a little bit more playful, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. Um, and then the last one, 2018. What women born in the 1970s have read so far this year? I don't understand <laughs> We've had these this lists. Why? We've had this list before. Yeah, but like, why? Why is that something you want to track? Like who? Like the demographic? Like generational? Yeah. Um, I'd say. I mean, that's probably a fact because why else would you? Why would you lie about that? It's such a strange fact, and it's also in 2018. A lot of women aged. Oh my god! Well, if you're born in the '70s, you can like be... forty-year-old women are just reading this constant. Like, yeah, why not? No, I mean it's fine. I don't know. I just find it odd. I find it, it an odd. It list. is a very weirdly specific. What list would you add it to? Since we only had five. Oh geez, I mean, I don't. I'm. I don't know the. Oh, you like like an invented list? If yeah. I could invent a list. Oh, best dog sex. Yeah. Absolutely. Although he's not necessarily a dog. He's a canine. Mm-hmm. But I still think he's a dog. <laughs> I mean, he's a human. I mean, I don't want to listen. Yeah. I'm not here to offend the new species. <laughs> yeah. What about coitus interruptus? Coitus interruptus. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Coitus interruptus is a great list. We should actually start a list. Why don't we do it? Okay. Yeah. Like that That kind of stuff. Yeah. Because anybody can. I mean, we started a Goodreads list for our books. Mm-hmm. So this is a coitus interruptus. I yeah. like that. That should, that's a trope too, right? Yes. Speaking of, what are the tropes you got? Ooh. I was pulling out my list. Faded mates, right? Because he definitely was like, she's for me. Dog men. Nipple sucking. Male. She yep. sucks on his nipples a lot. She's into him. Yeah, which I wasn't really that. I mean, to each their own, wasn't super into it. Food play, she pours honey on him. Mm-hmm. Again, something I'm not into. Oh, you would, that would be your Too nightmare. Too messy. Yeah. Too messy. Yeah. Uh, bondage. Mm-hmm. Angry hero. Scared heroine. She was scared a lot. And then whole sickness. Is that a trope? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the new species have named claustrophobia, <laughs> whole sickness. <laughs> she gets thrown in a trunk at a certain point, Ellie. And when she gets out, she gets really mad at one of the new species who threw her in there. And she's like, I, I hate small spaces. And she goes, oh, you have whole sickness? <laughs> like, this is great. So from now on, anytime I feel claustrophobic, I'm going to say I have whole sickness. <laughs> Can I, I'm going to call out of work because I have whole sickness. <laughs> That was great. Um, mine, big miscommunication that went on a long time. Mm-hmm. Modified hero. What about this one? workplace romance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds so mundane, but it is accurate. Um, possessive hero, paranormal romance, rough sex. Uh, hero can't go into the world. Like he's trapped in Homeland and she's like can go wherever she wants. Like she leaves at a certain stage. Nurse heroine. Strange sex practices, which I guess aren't strange now that I think of it, other than the exploding dick. Um, odd dick. It didn't explode. It expands. It, <laughs> it didn't <expands>. explode. <laughs> exploding. Although, if you do know any books with exploding <laughs> dicks, I would love to read that. <laughs> you only have fucking one, so make it good. <laughs> yeah, make it good. <laughs> um, Insta love. Her- heroin constantly being taken away from the hero. Yeah, they said, well, oh. it's justice. The whole time. 
I thought Justice was going to turn out to be a bad guy because everything he did was to separate them. And like I said, understandably, because Fury had a, a history mm-hmm. of being nuts when it came to Ellie. But Justice always seemed like he didn't understand their relationship, even though it had been explained to the, him a thousand times. So I thought he was going to turn out to be a bad guy. And it didn't happen. No, he's just stayed a good guy. He has his own book. He does. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, everyone thinks hero is a danger to the heroine. Okay. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And he kind of was a little bit. I mean, he bit. did threaten to kill her in a <laughs> room full of her colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. So I understand the thought. I understand Justice's initial impulse when she was literally missing and then he finds him, uh-huh. them together. So I think the first time that Justice busted on them is justifiable. After that, he's just perv. It's just perv. He's city. perving on people. He's like, well, how do you guys fuck? Um, yeah, I did. There. I mean, I kind of like people busting in on people having sex. Why? I mean, I just like I like like that. Oh, the, like the trope of it. Like the trope of it. The voyeurism of it. Mm-hmm. But this was so excessive. The poor. The poor girl's gonna have j- just like uh, an issue with she's every time she has sex now she's gonna think someone's gonna bust in, yeah. So uh, that would make me really nervous. I always lock my door no matter what. So like you said, the fact they don't lock doors makes me crazy. Yeah, just lock and they and they would make jokes about locking the door, and I'm like, but <laughs> just, actually, just do just it. Just do it. Just don't make jokes about it. Just like lock the door. Uh huh. Like just just lock it. Yeah. Just try. I do feel like this is a book we could continue talking about for a very long time. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. What? Oh, speaking of wrapping it up, you know how I'm big, big condom watcher. Mm-hmm. I'm on condom watch always. No condoms Mm-mm. because he Fury can't get her pregnant. Or at least we think right now. We don't know. By, by the end of this book, she's not pregnant. She's so. not pregnant, which is doesn't happen in a lot of these romances. A lot of mm-hmm. time, these romances, they end in a pregnancy. But not in this one. So I do, I don't know, I haven't read the series, but I do feel like they're going to have some sort of breakthrough to figure out how they can have babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine. I don't care. I don't want them to deal with condoms. Also, he would have come and ripped through that condom. That Well, that's also true, yes. Yeah, because it was a forceful... It's powerful. Well, she gives him a hand job at one point uh, while he's convalescing. And she puts her hand like over top of his dick to like catch the semen almost. And she does say like, ah, it's like really powerful. <laughs> it's like when you catch a baseball with a bare hand and you're just like, ah, you're like shaking your hand. <laughs> that was the power of his jizz. Yeah. So, so no condom can hold him. No condom can hold this guy. Mm. What has you swooning this week, Clayton? Thank, thank you for asking. So I... Uh, it's wintertime, and wintertime is always a melancholy kind of time for me. I love melancholy, though. It's it's where I thrive. Uh, and I love the city at this time of year because it's cold, and you can just walk around in the cold, and there's not a lot of people everywhere necessarily. So I love to just walk around and listen to music. And uh, I actually just heard uh, Rufus Wainwright on a podcast uh, called Broken, I think it's called Broken Record, and I hadn't listened to Rufus Wainwright in in a while, and I, I started listening to him again, and uh, I used to listen to him years ago, and I remembered how much I loved loved his stuff. Every kind of love, or at least my kind of love, must be an imaginary love to start with. Especially his first two albums, so Rufus Wainwright is the first album, and then Poses is the second one. And it kind of reminds me of being young and in the city and kind of being excited but also really lonely, because the city can be very lonely when you're by yourself. But I, I, there's, there's just that feeling of romance to loneliness for me a lot of times. So when I listen to these songs, it really brings that back. And he's a great artist. He just put out a new single called Sword of Democles. And it's, 
he has a very unique style, and it might not be for everybody, but he's a great lyricist. He's got a beautiful voice and got a great mane of hair, which I'm really into. I love guys with just a lot, a lot of hair. Green back sea against the red of your swooning about Aaron. Thanks, Clayton. Um, my swoon was just it it's uh somebody on Twitter. Her name is Natalie Walker. Her she's at N Walks and she's an actress and she has this Twitter thread growing right now where she basically does um auditions for various bit parts in movies. But it's like one of hers is uh my audition to play the wife of a man about to make history and it's silent and it's just her reacting to something. And she's so funny and smart. Or, um, one of them is also like, uh, my audition to play the boss of one of the symmetrical people who's about to fall in love. Did you show the client the presentation that they left for it? Remember if they're not living, we're dying. Put that there. They're not there where it, goes are you new is he new why is this person happening to me i'm seeing ariel narrow on my desk perplexing when you know we're a times new roman office fonts matter for the last time adriana my job is not to offer you a remedial education in how to do yours what her name is megan no that doesn't sound right come on like and so she does these like two minute videos they're amazing she's so funny she's so great i just love her comments on things. I love that she's putting out this content for free. It's phenomenal. We'll link it on our Twitter, I guess. Um, but I would say, yeah, follow Natalie Walker. Follow that Twitter feed. Would it's she, really fun. Would she be interested in playing Ellie in our new species series? Oh, yeah, she'd be great. <laughs> I mean, she'd be great at anything. She'd be fantastic. She's so great. Somebody And also somebody hire her because she deserves to be on TV because she's a good actress. Absolutely. All right. Cool. That's, that's great. All right. Do you want to do last words? No, I'll do it. You have the paper. <laughs> um, all right. So please don't forget, rate, review, subscribe. I know every podcast says it. It helps people find us. We really appreciate it. It takes just a few moments. Um, we would love it if you would. Also, tell people about us. Tell your friends. Tell your mother. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone you think might like us. Put it on your Facebooks. Let us know. Um, write, write it down on a bathroom stall. Uh-huh. I'd love to see the name of our podcast and then the Podbean link <laughs> on a bathroom wall somewhere. Just learning the tropes. Just start Just start a movement. Just start writing yeah. it down places. Um, if you have suggestions for us, if you want to tell us tropes, if you want to suggest a book for us, if you just want to say hi, uh, we are at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at, at Learning Tropes and Insta at Learning the Tropes. Um, so find us all those places. Yeah, if you're a therapist who wants a lost cause. Contact. Are you in Park Slope or <laughs> Gowanus? Gowanus? <laughs> They're no. starting, though. They just graduated. Okay. <laughs> um, and then our next episode, I'm excited. We got another rogue for Clayton. Um, it's The Rogue Not Taken by Sarah McLean um, or McLean. Uh, it's a great book. She's a great author. I think you're really gonna like it. Everybody I else, rogue. I love a good rogue. Yeah, scoundrel, a rogue, a rogue on the road, a road rogue. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um. So pick that up, read it. We'll be here next week talking about it. We'll spoil it for sure. Oh yeah. You better read it. All right. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.